Um, so Brad, as you come, uh, some of you may know that uh, Brad's the director at uh, Kenosi Lake Bible Camp. Director, right? Yes, okay. Just making sure I get things right. And uh, that uh, our, our church has a, a great connection uh, with Kenosi Lake through having uh, many of our, our kids have gone to, to camp there. Many of our uh, young uh, uh, youth have gone to, to serve there. And uh, we also have people who have been, been involved with their, their board and that sort of thing. And of course, every year we have the privilege of uh, going out to Kenosi Lake and having a service there. Uh, so uh, before you share, Brad, I'd just like to, to pray for you as we begin. Heavenly Father, I just uh, ask that you would uh, continue to bless Brad, that uh, the words that he has for us this morning would be a, a blessing to us and uh, to him as well. Uh, I thank you for uh, his heart for ministry and all that he's done uh, through Knossi Lake and uh, all the, the gifts that you have given him to, to serve and minister to, to young people. We pray that you would uh, just be with him in extra measure this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, hello, yes, oh, there we go. Me, now this morning. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to be here and to be able to uh, come and share with you uh, a little bit of our heart. I've been working on in the past years, but uh, welcome to the Big Institute of God's Word with you. Thank 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 you. I can stand here. Oh. oh, that's why when I stand here, you can hear me. I'll just take this off. Yeah, to be able to open God's word with you. And, and I, I, my prayer this morning is both that you'll be encouraged through the work that, uh, that as I share about the work of our ministry, that you'll be encouraged. Uh, I think the other one's on now. <laughs> Uh, so do you want me to, which one do you want me to use? Doesn't matter? Hello? Hello? Okay. We'll go, we'll go back to this. There we go. Whoa. There we go. It wouldn't be a camp Sunday if something didn't go technically wrong. Uh, that, is, that is the way we roll at camp. Um, so if you are the type of person that uh, is getting a little antsy, I apologize for this. Uh, now my train of thought is completely gone. Um, no, my, my prayer is that you'd be, be encouraged both by, by what I share about the work that the Lord's been doing through our ministry, but then also as we dig into God's Word and, and sort of share the, the pathway of the vision that we see that the Lord leading us down for this, this coming summer, uh, that you'd also be encouraged and challenged in the ways in which we feel that God is, is challenging us in the direction that we're supposed to be going. Is camp ministry even effective? Uh, this, was, this is a question that I, that, uh, that, that's been posed before. This is a question that even we as, as ones in ministry need to ask ourselves uh, continually. Is, is what we're doing even effective? Uh, because if it isn't, then you need to change course, right? We can't just continue to do the same thing over and over again and hope for better results. We believe that camp ministry is effective. And here's why. 
camp has this incredible opportunity. Now, I can't explain why it is, and, and it, honestly, it frustrates me that this, this opportunity even exists. The opportunity that we have at camp is that, that while uh, families that say, no, we're not a religious family, we're not, we don't believe those things, those families that say, no way, no how am I going to church, will for whatever reason send their kid to a Bible camp. Uh, we have, Allison and I have friends like this. Uh, friends that would say, uh, no way, I am not religious, they won't come to anything at our church, but yet they know that we run a Bible camp and they go, they're asking questions about camp because they're interested in sending their kids to camp. Now, in our heads, that doesn't make sense because those kids come to camp and we take them to church twice a day. But yet they're not willing to come through. So for whatever reason it is, opportunities that the church doesn't have, the camp does. Now, I don't say that as sort of a no, 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 no kind of thing. I say that, that this is a door that the Lord has opened for us. And so this is our, our opportunity to be able to reach these families with the message of the gospel. Yes, I say families, because we believe that camp is a ministry to families. Uh, and here's why. Uh, we've had a, I've shared, I think, uh, this story or, or these sort of things before. Uh, but we've had, we have a young man who's worked for us the last couple of years. Uh, when he showed at camp, up at camp, his, he wasn't a Christian. His family wasn't a church-going family. Uh, this past winter, this young man uh, was baptized, and the mom sent me an email saying how excited she was that, uh, that both of her kids were being baptized. Rewind five years ago, five, six years ago, this family wasn't even in the church. They had no desire to go to church, but this, this mother saw the difference that, that happened in her kids when they came to camp, heard the gospel, and said that they wanted to start going to church. We believe that God has given us the opportunity to change families. Now, we want to do that alongside the church because here's where camp fails. We get these kids for a week. Our kids show up Sunday evening. Uh, they, they move into their cabins. They begin building relationships with their cabin leader. They make friends, with hope, hopefully, with some of the kids in their cabin. They go to chapel. They hear stories about Jesus, and then they go home again on Saturday. And we don't see them until the following year. We hope to get them back the following year. But they enter back into your community, into communities like Estevan, and, and communities across uh, southeastern Saskatchewan, southwestern Manitoba. And churches like this are present in those communities. That's why we at Kenosha Lake Bible Camp believe so strongly in a strong partnership between us and our churches, because we cannot uh, be effective uh, long-term. That's the job of the church. And that's where partnerships with the church come in. What we have is the opportunity to build relationships with these kids. And that's where our activities come into, our water sports, our paintball, our other sports that we do at camp. And, and some people will ask me at times, like, well, what's the point of doing that? Why do you, why do you need all of this? Why do you spend all this money on these things? We're spending over $100,000 on a pool. Why, why is that important? Well, because I want a pool for my kids to swim in. <laughs> no, <laughs> because a swimming pool helps to break down a barrier because a swimming pool helps our staff our teenage staff to build relationships with a young kid and as they build relationships and they have fun together the kid begins to realize hey this person cares about me 
So that as that cabin leader is sitting that night uh, at their beds and these kids are surrounded by a cabin of kids and they're sharing stories, whether it's Moses or whoever it is, they're sharing stories of the Bible. These kids are wanting to listen to this cabin leader, hopefully, uh, because that cabin leader took the time to build a relationship with them. And so as they sit around picnic tables and share their, their tuck and the cabin leader talks, starts talking to them about Jesus, the kid wants to listen they want to engage with that cabin leader. That's the opportunity that we have. That's why we need to be spending money on things like pools and that. Uh, I want to give you a little bit of an update on some of the things that we have been doing this summer. Uh, uh, sorry, this winter. It's not summer. Summer may not <laughs> be coming. Uh, one person was joking with me this morning that uh, we don't even need to run camp because camp <laughs> summer's not coming. Uh, that's kind of how it feels a little bit. Um, Many of you will know that, uh, that last winter we worked on our girls' bathroom. We got that up and running. And those of you that were at our family camp last year, uh, hopefully, or the ladies there, were, hopefully were able to enjoy that new bathroom and the new showers there. Uh, gentlemen, I'm happy to say that, uh, that we are, we're about two days away, uh, two working days away from finishing uh, the, the men's washroom. Uh, up there. All, that, that project's fully funded. Uh, I'm just waiting for a couple, well, a bit of materials and a couple guys to come back and, and just finish that project up. Uh, the other big project that we're working on is our pool. And there's information at the back. Uh, the gist is this. Uh, we have everything in line ready to go, uh, except we need about another $55,000 to help finish off paying for the project. Our goal is to have that pool ready for the, the first weekend in June, uh, so that when we start having School groups, kids groups coming, they can come and enjoy that. Uh, but, uh, but that's all dependent on, on the Lord's provision. And so we'd ask that you'd, uh, you consider giving to that project. If you want more information, I'm not going to talk long about that, but there's, there's little pages on, the, on our table in the back that you can pick up. Uh, the other thing that I'll say here is uh, this coming Thursday, we have our, our spring banquet, our, our Western side of our, our constituency, Spring Banquet. And that's taking place at Silver Heights Bible Church in Weyburn. If you are interested in coming, the, the cost is just a donation. If you could just let us know today, because uh, I have to phone the caterer first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, so if you are interested, if you, were, uh, if you heard about it and you've been forgetting to let us know, but want to come, please just let us know uh, at the back afterwards there. What's the importance of church to camp? I mentioned it a little bit there, that the church is what's present in the community when the camp can no longer be ministering to kids. And that's why we want to be building these strong relationships with the church. We want you to be a part of our ministry at camp because you're the people who are here living in this community that our kids are coming out of. Uh, churches like this are the ones that can have a lasting impact on the kids that come to camp. Because as they, these kids are, are rooted in this community and you as a church are rooted in this community, you can have the impact on that kid to disciple them, to continue to encourage them. That's why it was so encouraging to see uh, the, the droves of kids up here this morning. The impact that you're having with those kids on a long-term basis. This past, this past winter, I was asked the question, why do I work in camp ministry? Uh, after thinking about it, my answer was this. Uh, there's so much brokenness in our world. Uh, Allison and I have, have a relatively easy job throughout the summer. Uh, our busy months are, are from here up until the summer, and then as long as things are running smooth, the summer is relatively easy. It's very hectic, but relatively easy. Except for one thing. Uh, every summer it happens once, sometimes twice. Some, we hope never, but we, we have the opportunity or 
um, the chance, I guess, to sit down with kids at times that have ex- experienced such brokenness in their lives. Uh, things that, that kids at those ages should never have had to experience. And as they're sharing stories with our staff and we're sitting there and hearing the, what's been going on in their lives, it almost brings you to tears and at times does. The reason why I'm in camp ministry is because we as a camp have the opportunity to share a message of hope with those kids, to speak hope into the lives of, of kids that have experienced brokenness. This, this summer, our theme is I Am. And we'll be exploring uh, who God says he is and what that means to us. Uh, throughout scripture, God declares or makes these different, these different I am statements. It's all throughout scripture. We actually wrote, went, went and wrote all these out uh, earlier this spring. And we just had a whole page of, of points throughout scripture where God, God the Father or Jesus says, I am blank. I am God Almighty. I am the Lord. I am with you. I am the first and the last. I am the bread of life, the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life, the true vine. Each of those statements was spoken to a different time to a different group of people and was meant to give them an insight into who God is. An assurance of his character an assurance of his presence, an assurance of his strength. Whalen this morning read uh, Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 to 15, where God declares to Moses, I am. In this conversation, God's telling him that Moses, you're being sent back to Egypt and I'm, I'm sending you to go and to free the Israelites. Moses' response is, well, who am I? Which is, you notice, if you didn't notice this morning, go back and read it again. God doesn't even answer his question. Essentially saying to Moses, well, that doesn't matter, Moses. Who you are doesn't matter. I am. I am going to be with you. And so Moses asks, well, what's your name? When the people ask me who, I, who sent me, by whose authority have I come to them, what am I supposed to say? The Lord's response is, tell them I am has sent you. Now God could have laid all the laid it all, the entire journey out for Moses, right from the point of, of actually uh, standing before Pharaoh to to the point of of his death in the desert, but he didn't. Instead, he says to Moses, "I am who I am," and essentially saying to Moses, "I have no beginning; I will have no end." I am going to be everything that you will need as we we go on this journey together. He asks Moses to step out in faith, to trust him, to trust that God will be all that he needs. What I love about God declaring himself to be I am to Moses is that as they journeyed from Egypt to the promised land, Moses would come to to witness that, that God was actually all he needed. When they're released and need to know the way, God leads them with a pillar of of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, declares himself to be their guide. Standing on the edge of the Red Sea and being hemmed in by the Egyptians, and as the Israelites are are up in a panic thinking, oh, we're going to be slaughtered, Moses turns to God and says, what do we do? And God creates a way for them. God becomes their protector. 
When the people cry out in thirst, Moses again turns to God for water from a rock, and God shows them that he will quench every thirst that they have. When they're hungry, God sends manna, and he becomes their great provider. When the Israelites become impatient and sin against the Lord, the Lord sends fiery snakes to punish them and tells them, I am your judge. When the Israelites recognize their sin and repent of it, God creates a way out. And God shows them that he is their gracious redeemer. I am was with them. I am was all that they needed. We believe in one God, God who is over all things, who has no beginning and will have no end. He is just, he is holy, he is compassionate, he is jealous for our souls, he is mighty, he is fierce, he is gentle and good. He is everything that you will need and the one that sustains everything. And so when Moses asks him, how should I identify you? By what name do you go by? God says, I am. We just came through the Easter season, uh, a time when we as a church intentionally stop and remember the sacrifice of our Lord that our Lord made for us. Uh, we celebrate that while he did not remain in he did not remain in in death, but rose. We celebrate the life that we can now have with him. We celebrate that while we are all a group of sinners, we can now stand unblemished, righteous sons and daughters before our Holy Father. Uh, prior to the exodus out of Egypt, Moses proclaimed God's instructions to the Israelites. These instructions are found in Exodus chapter 12. I'm going to read them this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Exodus chapter 12. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's house, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, and shall make your account for that lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then take... Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire, and unleavened bread and bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head and its legs and its inner parts. You shall eat none of... Uh, you shall let none of it remain until morning. Anything that remains until morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste for the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And on that, the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you and the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and no plague shall befall you or destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. A sacrificial lamb was slaughtered and the blood was poured, poured over their doorposts as a sign that as the Spirit of God passed through, he would know 
that that household believed, was putting their trust in God. Generations later, another lamb would be sacrificed, a perfect lamb of God. The Son of God would willingly spill his blood that once again, through this sacrifice, God's people could be freed from their oppression and enter a new, a new journey with God. Our journey is like the one of the Israelites. The Israelites didn't leave Egypt and enter directly into the promised land. They didn't leave their oppression and enter directly into this this promised land with God. Instead, they entered into a desert, a time where they would have experienced failures and mistakes. They would experience highs and lows. They would experience times of provision and times of, of need. They would experience times where where they had messed up and needed God's grace. Does it sound familiar? For us as Christians, for me anyway, I know that that's my story. That when I was freed from my oppression of sin and I gave my life to Christ, I didn't immediately enter into the the pearly gates. I'm still here. This has been a journey of of times of failure and times of, of success. Times where I've seen the Lord's hand there in times where I've gone, Lord, where are you? We, we just came through uh, a pretty tough week. Uh, one that our province will remember for generations. One that our nation will remember. And, and it's hard and you go, well, how do, we get, how, do we, how do we walk through this? How do we be a support to those who are, are hurting? The truth is this, that we have a God who is I am. A God who is everything that we ever need. I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what this past week has been for you. I don't know if, you, if you're carrying burdens this morning or if you've just, you've just gone through a week where you, you're, you're here giving thanks to the Lord, going, man, God, you're great for the ways in which he showed up. I don't know where you are, but I know this. I know that I am can be trusted. I know that we serve a God who is with you, a God who is all you need. But you may find yourself standing on the edge of the Red Sea going, what's next? What's the way out? They didn't, they didn't, here's the thing, they didn't walk up to the Red Sea and it wasn't parted already and they didn't go right through. No, they stood there and they were there long enough that the people were already in panic. At times, that's what our lives are like. But God says, keep going, keep following my direction. Trust me. I am is with you. If you're struggling this morning, stop running. Know that you're not alone. If you find yourself in need, turn to the great provider. Have faith that God will be with you. Have faith that God is with you. Uh, This is our theme for the summer. Uh, Our theme is I am. And our goal is to help our campers to know just even a little more about who God is. That as we make these declarations, that they would recognize that this is a God who is with them. A God who is all-powerful. A God who is a God of comfort. A God who is still their judge. That's our goal. That's our desire. That's our prayer. That as the kids come and leave this summer, that they would know more about this God. And our prayer is that they would not only know about him, but that they would believe in him. So would you join us? Uh, There's always three ways you can join with anything. 
Uh, the first and, and, and likely the most important, and I don't just say that as the pat answer, uh, the most important way you could join with us is, is to be praying with us, uh, to be praying for us, to be praying for our staff, to be praying for the kids that are coming. Uh, we don't know what's lying before us. We don't know what kids are going to show up and what, uh, where, what's going through their lives at this point. Uh, but our staff often leave those weeks hearing those things. So pray for them. Pray that these kids would come and know that there's a God who is with them that cares for them. Uh, we'd ask that, uh, that you, you give a gift to the ongoing work of our ministry. Uh, we, we don't keep this a secret. We are a nonprofit, and we, uh, we do strive to keep costs as low as possible for the families because we don't want that to be a, a reason why they can't come. Uh, at the back, you'll see little business cards that say, give the gift of camp on them. Uh, it's a new thing that we started this year, and it's an opportunity that we, we all, we've always had a program in place for low-income families to receive assistance to come to camp. We wanted to personalize that a bit more uh, and give you the opportunity that if you know of a family that's in your community that's, that's lower income or someone who is just needs a reason to send their kid to camp, uh, and if you as, as, a, as a parent you know, spent your whole life as a younger parent paying for kids to go to camp, and you've, your kids have all left, and you still want to pay for a kid to go to camp, uh, grab one of those cards. And, and all you do is you call us, you give us the little code that's on the card and say, I want to apply uh, you know, $200, $100, $50, whatever it is to that card. Uh, we put that into our system. You go and you give that card to the kid that you want to help send to camp. Uh, when that child registers, they give us the same code that's on that card, and we apply what you've given to their account. And here's the cool thing. Then you know that that kid went to camp. And when they come home from camp, you have a way to begin a conversation with them. Hey, what'd you learn at camp this, this summer? And you create that relationship. And you might be sitting here going, well, that's awkward. It is a little bit. But it also could be an open door for you to share the light of Jesus into that family. Uh, they're at the back. Just You can grab them. If you grab it and you don't use it, there's nothing. There's, the card itself holds no value. The other thing that we want you to do is, is to consider this. Consider joining with us. Uh, but if you come, we need, we need cooks. We need, we need cleaning people. We need maintenance people. We need nurses every week. We need about 14 uh, people in total for a full week for our eight weeks that we run our, our camp. We'd love to have you join us. But if you come, don't just come and think, well, I'm just a cook. And that's all. Come realizing that you're entering into a ministry. You're entering into a mission field. So that when you're walking across the parking lot and you recognize a kid from your community there, you can have a conversation with them. Ask them how their week is going. Or just come and serve and pray as you cook. But realize that you're not just there as a cook. You're there in a mission field as you're there. And if you're sitting here this morning going, well, I have young kids, there's no way that I could go, I would love to go, but I have, what am I supposed to do with my three-year-old while I'm there cooking? Uh, we have a solution to this. We ran this as a test project last year and it went really well and so we might get overrun this year, we don't know. Uh, but, uh, but we've hired someone, a young girl, uh, who has a passion for kids, young kids and a passion for the gospel and, uh, and she's gonna come and run what we're calling our early years program. And it's an opportunity that if you are a parents of young kids and you're going, what do I do with my three-year-old who's too young to go to camp or my five-year-old who's too young to go to camp but I want to come and serve, 
uh, you bring them along with you. And, and we, wrote, we, have, we have programming for your three-year-old, your five-year-old while you're there serving. Uh, Allison and I joke, we're like, man, we just want to dump all of our kids. Uh, and we will probably at times uh, dump our kids into the same program. But if you're looking for free childcare, all it'll do is cost you a few hours in the kitchen. And by a few hours, I mean seven days. Uh, <laughs> We want to say thank you. Uh, thank you to your church for the ways in which you've partnered with us. I, this church has been a blessing to our ministry, and, and we're so thankful for partnerships with this. We're so thankful to know that we have churches that want to work with us, uh, that want to be a part of what we're doing, and the, the opportunity that we have to first build that relationship with the kid, and then to help get that kid connected into your community, into your church. Let's pray. Father, I give you thanks. I give you thanks for the opportunity that we have as a ministry uh, to be able to reach into the families of this community. And, and Lord, I pray that this summer would be another opportunity of that. And I pray, Lord, that the kids that do come out of this community to our camp and return back to this community, that they would get, get plugged into, into this church or to other churches in this community, uh, that what they hear at camp would continue on. And, and Lord, I pray that, uh, that if there are those that are, are on the fence of coming out this summer, I, I pray that you would just put it on their hearts to come and to join with us, that you would, you would send people who, uh, who want, to, want to have an impact in, in kids' lives and, and want to be partnering with us in that way. I pray that you would bless this church, bless them as they continue to be a light to this community and as, as they seek to encourage each other and, and as they build one another up as we all go on this journey of, of faith and, and awaiting that moment where we get to spend eternity with you. Uh, we pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you. Uh, we do have a table at the back there that if you are interested in more information, uh, there's lots of things there. So. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, so we're doing a banquet uh, uh, this coming week. We used to, for, for years, that banquet had been in Stoughton uh, at the, the hall there. Uh, part of the reason why we're moving it to, uh, to Weyburn uh, is that the, the church there is allowing us just to use their space, much like uh, you as a church did uh, past this, this past fall. Uh, so there's, there's going to be no rental uh, fee on top of there. As well, we have a caterer who's coming, um, who uh, Charlotte's Catering is, is the one who's doing it. They're out of Moose Jaw, and uh, he has a heart for ministry, uh, the, the caterer there. And he's, he's charging us far less than what, what we should be getting charged uh, for a meal. And I've had one of his meals. I attended a wedding last summer. Uh, I think it was last summer. Yeah, it was last summer. Time goes by. Uh, and it was an incredible meal. And I can say that because I actually enjoyed this meal. Uh, and I can say that so that hopefully you'll come and enjoy a meal with us. Uh, you'll hear more, more details, more information about the camp as well. Um, the, the church is located just on the east end of town. Uh, there's a four-way stop. If you're coming in on Highway 13, you just turn north at that four-way stop. And the church is in behind uh, Baptist Church there. If you are interested in coming, please just uh, let myself know, let Allison know, um, or my cell phone number is in your bulletin, and you can just give me a call or, or send me a text. So, thank you.